in the heart of a wood which lost its name long ago is a place where a seeker of stories may go. If you've arrived and a story's your desire, come, take a seat, for what you require is a tale from the second storyteller. There has to be something in here for enhancing spells. I've looked just about everywhere else in this blooming tower. Oh, oof. you startled me for a second there. Huh. Give me, give me a sec. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Welcome back to my oddities room, my jubilous junk heap, my delightfully darling debris depository. And maybe if I keep attaching positive adjectives to it, I'll be able to convince both of us it's not just a room full of disorganized rubbish. I really can't even act as though I've ever tried to organize this place. You know, though, I remember reading in a textbook at some point that matter naturally prefers a disorganized state. So really, who am I to stand in the way of Mother Nature? <sighs> Feng Shui in this place is probably cataclysmically awful, but I think I've procrastinated so long that getting everything sorted now is Feng Shui out of my league. Uh. <laughs> All I wanted was to find it. Whoa, what? That is one impressive jar of assorted teeth. Hey, and look here. There seems to be a story inside too. Perfect. I tell you what then. Why don't I share the story with you, and afterwards, I'll see if I can't find anything else of use in here. Now, let's see. The title of today's story is In Which the Tooth Fairy Receives Some Harsh Criticism. in which the Tooth Fairy receives harsh criticism. I just knew it would work. Kathy said it wouldn't, but what does she know? I've never once seen her read something that wasn't a magazine, Bianca snorted. What would work? Moon asked. Oh, I lost a tooth yesterday when I was playing pirates in the backyard. The swing set was caught in the worst maelstrom to ever hit the high seas. And when I fell off the slide, my loose tooth popped out, Bianca explained. Maelstrom's a big word. Yeah, isn't it cool? I read it in a book and kept saying it wrong, and Mom showed me how to say it right. Anyway, I put the tooth under my pillow last night and asked the tooth fairy to bring you instead of a quarter. The tooth fairy was nice, though, because she brought you and left the quarter anyways. The silvery blue unicorn halted and prodded the ground with a hoof. Hmm. Well now, this is a little awkward. The little girl walking in front of him turned around and looked up at the unicorn with her bright blue eyes. Huh? What's the matter, Moon? The unicorn turned his head from side to side, in an embarrassed sort of way. I've... well, I've never heard of this tooth fairy that you mentioned. 
I appeared to you this morning because while enjoying some clover in a distant land, I suddenly felt somebody's powerful wish that I should leave my breakfast and find them. That wish came from you, Bianca, and I followed it, until I appeared on your rather small front lawn, which is quite lacking in dandelions, I'm afraid. Bianca wrinkled her nose. Dad always puts stuff on the lawn to get rid of dandelions. Waste of perfectly good food, Moon snorted. But anyways, I'm afraid I've never heard of this tooth fairy person. Quite frankly, I find it hard to believe that a magical being would collect human teeth and leave money for them. Are you sure this fairy is real? Bianca's jaw dropped a little. What? Uh, of course she's real. Okay, so maybe she didn't bring you, but she still left a quarter under my pillow, and the tooth was gone. That proves she's real. And she collects teeth because children's baby teeth are filled with magical power. That's why we lose them, because if we had them as grown-ups, we'd probably do all kinds of terrible things with that much magic. So, the Tooth Fairy takes them and grinds them up into magical sand that gives people good dreams. Then the Sandman takes it and sprinkles it on people when they're sleeping to give them happy dreams. Moon gave Bianca a skeptical look. A fairy grinds up the teeth of children, then gives them to a man who throws ground-up teeth at strangers while they're sleeping. Uh-huh, Bianca beamed. Moon shook his silvery mane. Forgive me, the religions of your world are new and strange to me. And your teeth don't look all that magical to me. Let me see them. Bianca opened her mouth as wide as she could, and Moon stared directly into it. Hmm. Well, if you say so. I suppose if they're so powerful, it's a good thing you lose them before you figure out how they work. Bianca closed her mouth and giggled as she turned back around and continued walking. The cracked sidewalk stretched out before her for a few more feet, then wound around a corner and up towards the school. I hope nobody saw that, because I'm pretty sure it looked pretty silly, Bianca said sheepishly. Don't worry, Moon replied, his hooves making a pleasant clopping noise as he walked. I can only be seen by those of your choosing. If you don't want them to see me, I can't be seen. It's pretty helpful, I think, because grown-ups tend to react quite stupidly when they... Face something that is both unique and real. Bianca nodded. Yeah, don't worry. I'll keep you safe, so just me and you will know that you're here. Oh, and Erica. Who's Erica? Erica is my best friend ever. We've known each other since preschool and we tell each other everything. We play all kinds of cool games together. She's gonna love you. As they continued towards the school... Bianca recounted to Moon the adventures that she and Erica had discovered in the basement. 
shoeboxes filled with treasures and empty goldfish bowls that turned out to be ancient cursed artifacts. As they walked, a lone figure stood by the flagpole, waiting. Hey, B. Oh, you lost your tooth. Cool. Bianca smiled brightly and poked her tongue through the new hole in her grin. Yeah, and look what the tooth fairy brought me. Oh, wait. I mean, she didn't actually bring him, but say hello to Moon. Isn't he great? Moon straightened himself up and adopted a pose that he felt to be impressive, trying to get the sunlight to reflect just right off of his horn. Erica blinked. What are you talking about, B? Bianca looked from Moon to Erica. Oh, I'm sure you could see him because I really, really want you to. I wished really super hard last night that the Tooth Fairy would bring me a unicorn instead of a dumb old quarter, and even though I got the dumb old quarter, Moon heard me wishing and showed up this morning. Isn't that just awesome? Erica covered her eyes with one hand and sighed. Bianca, come on, we're in second grade now. Huh? Bianca blinked. Tooth fairy? Unicorns? You have to stop believing in silly things like that. Bianca felt like a bucket of water had been dropped on her. But why would I stop believing in fun things? Because they're not real, B. That stuff is fine when you're super little, but if you don't stop talking about fairies and all those pretend things we used to play, people will treat you like a stupid kid forever. You're my best friend, and I don't want people to make fun of you for believing in silly stuff. That's all. Bianca pouted. But I'm not making it up. Moon is standing right there behind me. Erica raised an eyebrow and crossed her arms. Okay, Bianca. Turn around and look and tell me the truth. Not storybook true or I really want it to be real true. Turn around and tell me for 100% sure, cross my heart, hope to die true, that there's a unicorn standing right behind you. Suddenly, Bianca felt half her height which felt awful because she was already the shortest in her class. Erica wasn't shouting or being mean. In fact, it felt more like she was pointing out something that Bianca should already know. But she furrowed her brow seriously and turned around with what she was sure was the full expectation of seeing Moon tapping a hoof impatiently on the ground. But when Bianca turned around, there was no silvery blue unicorn no gentle wise eyes looking back at her, and no light gleaming off an intricate golden horn. Bianca felt surprised, then sad as the realization passed through her like a cold wind. Moon had been made up after all. I'm sorry, Erica. I guess Moon really wasn't real. Erica gave her best friend a hug. No, don't be sorry. You didn't do anything wrong. But everybody has to grow out of that stuff sometime. Grown-ups don't have make-believe tea parties with giants all the time. Bianca laughed. Oh yeah, I remember when we did that. Anyway, check this out. Erica showed Bianca the cute strawberry-shaped plastic ring on her finger, which, in fact, smelled like real strawberries. I got this yesterday 
They're so popular right now. They have all these rings that smell like stuff. Oh, neat, Bianca chirped. Erica rummaged in her pocket and brought out a ring that had a miniature bottle of sunscreen on it. I got you this one because you always say you like the smell of sunscreen. Bianca held up the ring to her nose and laughed. Oh wow, it really does. She slipped the ring onto her finger, and she and Erica walked into the school, leaving the flagpole by itself, with no unicorn beside it. Hmm, lion's tooth. Uh, good for hair thinning. Uh, not sure I need that one. Bear tooth improves your singing voice. Ah, oh, dolphin tooth, that's a rare one. Only good for poisons, though, if memory serves. I never did trust those dolphins. Ah, uh, would be nice if perhaps there was a real tooth fairy here to help me sort through this lot. Oh, I do hope you've enjoyed today's story, though. If there is a type of story that you desired here, do let me know. Ah, a strength-enhancing squirrel. Just a ticket. I'll just uh, pocket this one for later, I think. Uh, oh, yes, and uh, of course, for today, be well and carry today's story in your heart. Today's tale has ended. But return once again to this place where you are considered a friend. Return to this tower and its mysterious dweller for more from the library of The Second Storyteller. Thank you for listening to The Second Storyteller. If you have a prompt for a story, please send it to thesecondstoryteller at gmail.com. If your prompt is selected, your name will be credited at the end of the episode. Today's prompt was Imaginary Friends, submitted by Science in Socks. If you would like to help support the future of this podcast, please consider becoming a patron by going to patreon.com slash thesecondstoryteller. A donation as small as a dollar is greatly appreciated and helps keep us going. A donation of just $10 a month puts you on the list of current library card holders, and your name will be read at the end of the episode. The Second Storyteller podcast and the featured stories were written and created by Katie Chacon. The role of the Second Storyteller is played by Charles Scott. Today's voice of the story was provided by Chris Camp. The voice of the intro and outro is Chris Camp, and you can find the fantastic games he's worked on at ricks.itch.io. That's R-I-K-S dot itch dot I-O. The music was written by Finton, who can be found at garbagebag, all one word, dot itch dot I-O. The second storyteller will return next month with more magic, fun, and of course, a story to tell. <laughs>